Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the New Norm Podcast. New Year. Yes, yes, we are here, y'all. Made it almost to the end of August, which is a blessing. Um, yes. Welcome, all of you guys tuning in. We have a very special episode, but let me go on and introduce who y'all know who it is. We got Janet, as always, Jan in the building. Looking very uh, presidential and okay. business-like, you know what I'm saying? Here's my resume. Okay. <laughs> Shout okay. out to Easton, uh, reporting live from uh, Jefferson slash Shelby County. We got Dorikia Chambers in the building, Ooh. representing, as always, and Miss Kate Christy here, and uh, ready to spread some, some good love and good news. So. We are all here, and then I am Dr. Diaz, moderating, co-host. Slash, 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 I know. So, um, uh, you know, we we trying to lighten it up a bit because the mood is somewhat heavy um, in a lot of our lives and probably a lot of you guys' lives as it relates to coronavirus, COVID-19, Delta variant, you know, all these, all these different terms that we have and um this is not a new subject for this podcast we actually uh had a show about covid february 2nd when we brought on a public health expert that uh, we have on staff at alethea house talk about the vaccine uh again february 2nd and she did a phenomenal job in her uh presentation and uh, we felt like the interview was still very relevant today because a lot of the things that she addressed in that interview, a lot of the, the questions that she answered are questions that people are still raising now uh, as it relates to hesitancy about the vaccine. So uh, we, we felt that that would be a great way to uh, to do the show for today. So yes. before we get into that, what, what would anybody like to share? Just any thoughts that anybody had about the current state of affairs? Um, it's, it's crazy that six months later, we still in this, <clears throat> like you said, just um, airing it from February to today and just still being relevant is still crazy. And one of the things that we had talked about on the commotion podcast is just, and we also shared too, is just about the state of emergency or well, the light state of emergency um, that the governor has issued for us, um, for the state. So it's definitely real. Um, it's definitely present. You're not exempt. Nobody's exempt. Um, so if you can, like I shared, just, you know, wear your mask and do what we can do. Christy, can you tell us a little bit more about, uh, I remember you you shared that with some of us about what Governor Ivy issued last week, I think it was. Okay. Yeah. So with this light state of emergency, what was shared was that um, she definitely left Alabama open for business. So she was definitely clear about that, as she says. Um, she left us open for business. However, they gave hospitals free range to do what they saw fit, which means they have um, people in the hallways. They're trying to set up, um, I think they're called field hospitals, where they're having large fields, such as in Jefferson County, maybe like Legion Field will be set up as a hospital where they have tents on the field. And these will be acting as hospital rooms because um, there are at this point no more ICU rooms in the state of Alabama. 
So that's just how major um, it has gotten. She definitely hasn't issued a mask mandate, but, you know, of course, using common sense, we would behoove you to continue to wear your mask, especially in public places or in close quarters with other people. Um, but yes, yeah, she definitely has not um, rendered a mask mandate, but that's pretty much what the state of emergency is at this point. She hasn't shut the state down, but they also are bringing in... Um, I want people or nurses and, and technicians that aren't necessarily licensed in the state of Alabama to pretty much come in and give hand, give a hand to our hospital and nursing staff and all that. So that's a lot of people have reservations about that. Um, but I mean, at this point, if we're leading in the nation with cases and all this good stuff, we need what we can get. Because at that point, that just really means we've exhausted all the medical professionals that we have. If we're calling people from California, Carolina, Dakota, wherever, to come in and help us. So that's what we are, good people. It's real. It's real. It's real. Wow. Yeah. Did y'all hear about um, those people in Mississippi using horse dewormer as like treatment for um COVID. I did. That's terrible. So where did they get that word from to know that to say that that was okay? You know? Right, because last time we got what was Clorox or Lightsile back then? Uh, you know mm -hmm. you know our parents and grandparents they used to have remedies, but I don't think they have remedies for SARS. You know, like that's just totally different. <laughs> like mm -hmm. That is scary. You it's know. very scary. <clears throat> and I think we're really just trying to find a way of escape at this point. Um, I know, you know, the vaccines have everybody uncertain and all that, but listening to that, it just sounds like, you know, we're just looking for anything to escape our current situation. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, crazy. Because apparently we just had a, um, a rally in Coleman where Trump was in Coleman um, this past Saturday and he was actually promoting people to get vaccinated. So my mama told me that. And I was but, like, it's like your own followers don't even like. I was about to say that you were like one of the initial people right. who were making people feel like it was OK not to get right. vaccinated. And Until now, he got it. Yeah, for two days. Supposedly. Yeah. Look for yeah. two days. But that's yeah. another. Uh, that's another segment. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, if that means anything, like I tell people, if that means anything to you, if that helps you to um, you mm -hmm. know, fall in line and get vaccinated, <clears throat> then Trump Trump said go get Trump said go get vaccinated. Yeah. So it's just that real. Yeah. He on board now. Mm -hmm. What else you need? On board. Because it should really be a political issue. I mean, it really is public yeah. health. Like yes. I'll be on board. I, I did a post on uh, social media where I was like, I'm trying to see something. Any parent who has a child that was born in 1999 or later, have they ever had chicken pots? I had 103 responses, 103 comments. Out of those 103 comments, only three people said yes. And of the three people that said yes, their children had had chicken pots, one of the parents said her children have been vaccinated and they both had ended up getting chicken pox, but they really didn't have any symptoms of it. It was like a very mm -hmm. mild case of chicken mm -hmm. pox. One parent, their child was born in 1999 and had gotten chicken pox before they were old enough to get vaccinated. And then the other parent that said yes, didn't disclose any details. 
But my mm -hmm. thing that was when I was a, a elementary school child in the 80s, everybody got chicken pox. Like, right. I mean, it was like, it would have been rare for you to be like, I never had chicken pox. But then mm -hmm. fast forward and nobody, like my children never had chicken pox. None of their friends ever had chicken pox. So how do we go from something being everybody had it to pretty much nobody had it? The vaccination. The vaccination. The, the vaccine. That was, okay, I mean, you know, and so but somebody you, in the comments was like, wow, you actually found a way to just make it plain to people of how vaccines work, you know? But not even that. You remember when we had to have that card that that it had a list of things that had to happen before you were able to even get into school. You could not even step into the school. I remember elementary and I think we, right before we went to high school, it was age, friend. We not we not here for this. No, they still got it now <laughs> though. Now they call it a blue sheet. Right. It's a blue sheet. Yeah. yeah, it's a blue sheet. Yeah. And it's the same. Isn't that the same thing? Literally. Like, Literally. You have to have your your shots, your vaccinations, your, your immunizations before you're able to come and be in this community of people. You know, there's no difference. And you didn't question it then. You don't question when you go take your child at what how old, one week, two weeks when they go in to get their um their shots like I think they get the first one before they even let you to the hospital. If I look, my baby's a teenager now, so it's been a minute. But me. from what I recall, you are already leaving the hospital having your child with some type of, of vaccine. But like you said, definitely within the first month of life, you know. Yeah. And I think the only people that didn't were like the religious people who were like Christian scientists or something like that who didn't believe in, you know, actually having. Um, Christian immunization. Yeah. Well, you never was, heard of Christian yeah. science? That don't make sense to me. Right. <laughs> they, even have, they have it is, but they even have churches. I've seen a lot of churches says whatever the name of the church, and it said Christian scientists. Like that's crazy. So I guess that's holistically done. I'm mm. I'm assuming, you I know. Um, Christian. I don't really know. But those were the only people who weren't mandated to have those. And then I'm sure their children had to be homeschooled because they still couldn't. You know, come yeah, around people like that. Yeah. yeah, so frequently. I do remember that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so in our private chat, we have one of our staff. Mm -hmm. She said, Yes, they give the baby's vaccinations first day of birth. Because she is, she just, uh, Bridget uh, just had a new baby. Mm -hmm. So, look, somebody, yeah, a fresh yeah, mom, yeah. you know, just told us, Yes, they do the first day of birth. So, yeah. you know, it's really interesting. I will say to all this, um, me and my family, we went to the book masters on um, this past weekend and um in montgomery and no one um had on that mask like nobody at all i think my family <clears throat> and i guess um a few others you know just like had on that mask and i i couldn't help but to you know wonder when you all were talking what is how do we meet in the middle and is there such um is there such thing as meeting in the middle on you know on this particular conversation or this particular issue you know mm. i <laughs> i just mm -hmm. well, the thing about it is and about when, it I is. Hear, when i hear about honestly when i talk to people in like the communities and stuff of course we're in the rural areas areas and i ask them you know well why did you all choose to get you know vaccinated 
they don't ever say because you know we were in like large crowds or whatever people they don't ever say oh we you know we're fearful of like dying everyone says like a woman that i talked to the other day she said because i have um grandchildren and i don't want you know to pass this to them or i have grandparents i have you know it's always for somebody else (laughs) so but that's the thing you can't you can't tell someone you can't you can't tell someone to go get vaccinated and you can't tell someone like you should get vaccinated because that's impeding your own personal beliefs on someone else. But at the same time, like if you're not going to get vaccinated, you, I mean, wear a mask at least, you know what I'm saying? Like that part. Then they still feel like if you ain't gonna tell me I can't get vaccinated, then how you gonna tell me I gotta wear a mask? That's true too. But but, but I'm I'm just saying that's kind of like the lot, you know, that that same stream of thought that's got Mm -hmm. where we are. And I got Mm -hmm. a point right there when he and get through. Go ahead. Somebody said online that uh, not getting vaccinated is real Christopher Columbus energy, (laughs) and I was like, what? But, right. it's just, but, it just, but it just goes to show, man, like, I mean, if we all just collectively was like, okay, like we could have been out of this situation if we just got together and was like, look, man, I know, you know, it sound weird that I'm telling you, you should get vaccinated. And I don't mean it into be like impeding my own beliefs on you. But, you know, if we get together and do this, we can actually strength is in numbers. You know what I'm saying? So we could beat it. But like, you know, when you start doing that, people will start being like, oh, this is America. And, you know, this is my freedom to like not get vaccinated. And, that, and they're right. Like, there's no argument there. But at the same time, you got to think about things other than yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the world is bigger than you. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Go ahead, Crystal. Oh, no, I was just about to say to the point that you was making, like, can we ever get on a, you know, kind of happy medium? And I would feel like, the, you know, to me, the answer is no, because at the end of the day, you have to be selfish with yourself. And if you're not willing to, you know, have a selfish mindset to that degree to say, well, this is for me. This is for my family. This is, you know, what I choose to do. We just have to agree to disagree. Because that's an argument that you'll never win. You know, just like Mr. Deal said, you know, yeah, if you in crowds, you wear masks, but why? It's always going to be something. It's always going to be someone, and they're going to have factual information just like you will. So you really have to just take a selfish approach and be true to yourself to say, well, this is what I'm doing for me. And you have to be okay with that and allow that person to be okay with that. And that goes back to some uh, boundaries. You know what I'm saying? And if you, you, you can't be mad if I say, well, you know, you don't want to wear a mask. Well, we can't socialize. You know, you just had to call me or whatever the case may be. We right. can't be in the same proximity. That yeah. goes back to boundaries. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I maybe got a question about say- this. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, do you think it's a problem or getting too personal when a person asks if you've been vaccinated? Like I've seen a lot of like memes and different things saying like, it's very insensitive how they respond, but hey, are you vaccinated? Hey, do you have HIV? Hey, do you, you know, like they're kind of trying to put it like that's yeah. a personal, you know, like it's personal, you know what I mean? Like, so what do you think about that? Do you think it's okay for people to come and ask you, are you vaccinated? You shouldn't have a problem saying if you're vaccinated. I, I think it depends because honestly, if I am my grandmother, 
she is, you know, 72, 73 years old. If you are about to get ready to come around her and, you know, because uh, we know the state of everything right now, absolutely. I, I do want to know, are you vaccinated or not? Because at the end of the day, you know, if she ends up, you know, contracting COVID or whatever the case, <laughs> she ends up in the hospital. You know, I think when you look, when you um, look at, you know, I guess the circumstances, would I rather ask you this question, you know, or would I rather put my grandmother's life at risk? So mm-hmm. I, I think it, it truly, it just depends, you know, and that's no. I think no the ones who get offended are the ones who's probably not vaccinated. Not vaccinated. Yeah. I'll put it on the back of a t-shirt. Vaccinated. Like, I don't have a problem with it. But because we, I know. We need to do one. Be that. Yeah. But then, but then, like, people lie about getting vaccinated. Like, you heard they selling them fake back cards and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, serious. Yeah. yeah, they selling va- yeah, they fake are. vaccination cards. And it's just like, if you're going to pay money to get a fake vaccination card, and not a free get the, vaccine. you can get a free vaccination. It's like, yeah, well, that's the end of the day. I'm thinking extremes. Like, well, that's, that's because so I really feel like these organizations and corporate is about to start mandating people to um, be vaccinated in order for them to continue to work. Because yeah, even, they're gonna take it out your check. Yeah, it's already becoming an issue, especially in the healthcare system. They're trying to mandate it. Um, you know, and if you don't have a legit reason from like a doctor or um what's the word I'm trying to say? Religious reasons or whatever. You literally have to, like we were doing at one point, have to be tested every week at your expense. And, you know, we were just fortunate to be at an organization where, you know, we do have um, rapid rapid testing and stuff like that. But they're about to start implementing where you have to be um, tested every week at your expense. They're not about to continue to do call-ins. So you have to really, you know, really so much is forcing your hand because it's so much, you know, people want to have so much autonomy, but at the end of the day, you want to come to work and function as if nothing is wrong or you're not hurting or possibly, you know, harming people and you are. So I think, you know, even going back to the question at hand, I don't feel like it's necessarily what you say is how you say it. You know, and if you're, you know, trying to be offensive with it, then absolutely. You know, because I'm the one like, are you vaccinated? You know, so I can understand, you know, and yes, I have been vaccinated. But at the end of the day, it's never what you say. I feel like it's how you say it. And just again, going back to those boundaries, if you're in a place, you know, around people, like Jan was saying, we're older people and it's unfamiliar territories. Do what you got to do. Absolutely. Right. You know, force that upon your grandparents because I do the same thing. Like you said, you Mm -hmm. ask people why it was never about me. And that was probably the one of I'm one of the I can be selfish, let me say that. But that was probably one of the most selfless things I've done because I thought about my grandmother, like she said, who is 73, and my other grandmother who is 70 something years old. And you know, my daddy who's a paraplegic and immune system can be compromised. So it was never about me. It was about the people around me because granted, y'all know I had COVID and I, you know, it just, it really didn't affect me. I lost my smell for a while and my taste, but that was pretty much it. I've had people that died and I've had people that felt like they were sick unto death, like the old people say. Yeah. Um, they thought they was going out of here with COVID. So, you know, at the end of the day, you just have to do what you can do for you. With the weakest, I honestly think going back to what you said, a lot of that is stemming from sh- from shaming that we're shaming vaccinated are shaming people that are unvaccinated and unvaccinated are shaming people you know that are vaccinated and i think 
right now, the best thing to do is encourage people to just stay safe. When you, mm-hmm. you know, you take that approach, then I, I'm not shaming you for whatever decision that it, it is that you, you know, you chose. And I remember Dr. D and I had a conversation and when she told me about the whole issue that happened on, you know, social media, I was just actually happy and proud that she took a stance on it because right now we're just seeing a lot of people that they, they really don't, they're unsure about what they, you know, what they want to do. And they're just kind of, you know, going along with whatever is happening. You know, but we're not we're not trying to shame anybody. But one thing that we are encouraging people to do is to have a conversation about it, because that conversation might be, you know, the thing that changes your mindset, that saves someone's life. You know, Man, you, you just never know. I know. I know we finna start the video, but you just you really did make a good point just then. And the first thing that came to my mind is pretty much like smoking. You know what I'm saying? Since way back when we've known facts, we've seen testimonials, we've seen, you know, all a litany of stuff, you know, surrounding, you know, what you do when you smoke, how your lungs look when you smoke. And it's not until you get ready to either stop smoking or not smoking at all that it really makes a difference. So even Mm -hmm. saying that vaccine, it's not until they get ready. You know, just having a conversation is cool, but at this point, it's almost nothing else you can say. I've seen um, something that got Charles Barkley supposed to be coming this weekend, I think to Legion Field or something, just to kind of promote vaccinations. But at the end of the day, these people can come out there and still go back the same way they live. Just to see, you know, mm-hmm. their presence is finally what they're going for. But at the end of the day, it's, it's come to, it comes down to a personal preference and a personal readiness. Like we talk about even in, pre- in prevention, community readiness. You know, the readiness mm-hmm. of that person, the readiness of that community. That's what it's going to boil down to. And if that really means, you know, limiting your spaces, your places, your people, then that's what you got to do for you. Because everybody is not going to wear the same shoe. And it, you know, so you have to do what you got to do for you. Great points. Nice. Great points. Great. So points. I got one more question. I'm sorry, I, I got I got a lot of questions, but um, but this is the last one. Um, do you think because it was introduced so politically that we're having this problem? Yes, I I do. I think so, and and when everybody was talking in the beginning, just kind of like, how are we even still at this point? I thought about a past guest that we had on one of our community conversations, Dr. Angela Martin. And I remember back in 2020 when everything was going on and she had told me, she was like, you know what, Dr. Diaz? She said, we could have stopped this in two weeks. And I'm like, what? Like, how could we have stopped it? She said in March, in the middle of March, if every single person had to just wore a mask for two weeks. If everybody collectively was like, okay, we're gonna wear a mask for two weeks, that would have been the end of it. It would have never went any further. But because everybody couldn't agree, kind of like what everybody's saying, well, I'm independent. This is my right. You can't, you can't tell me, tell me what to do. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm an American, blah, blah, blah. Here we are over a year later, and we are almost in, well, no, we are in worse shape because a year and a half ago, the babies were safe. Now mm-hmm. the babies, the pediatric ICU units are, it wasn't even, that wasn't even a conversation then about the babies, you know, the children getting sick. 
but it's bad. It's it's very bad for the kids. I'm I'm seeing stories of people, children I know, going to ER because they can't breathe because of COVID. Mm -hmm. That was mm -hmm. not the case over a year ago. So, um, and and you know, a high school classmate of mine just buried her 21 year old son on Saturday because of COVID. Um, so it, it's just rough. And um, another past guest, uh, Salam Green. Uh, has expressed uh, my interest in working with us again on uh, putting together a community um, public health, maybe webinar or seminar where we're talking about COVID from this perspective that everybody is talking about right now. Um, to Christy's point and Janet's point, how we can look at vaccination as like our service to someone else. You know, take yourself out of it for a moment and think about the people that you love. And um, you know what that would mean, and and I thought that was a great, a, a great perspective, you know, and because like y'all said, you know, you're not going to argue anybody down one way or the other, but uh, and even our hope with the Aaron, which we're going to you know push play in a few minutes on this interview, we just want to share information, and yes. we pray that everybody remains safe because none of us really know anything one way or the other. I mean, we just don't, you know, we're all uh, walking in faith. And so I prayer morning and night that everybody is well, everybody is safe, no matter vaccinated or not, you know, nothing like that. I just, you know, I'm praying for, for all of us, not, you know, cause we all in it together. So um, did anybody have anything else they wanted to add? before uh, we get into our re-air. And might I just say, y'all see how fine that, 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 that fine bunch, yeah. Ooh, who are they? I really want to thank um, politicians or just people in the community that have you know, taking the stance because um, I work in Bullitt County right now and like their city council has taken a strong stance to cut back on a lot of activities that have affected the community because of COVID. And I just can only imagine what it could possibly mm -hmm. feel like to be in their shoes when you have to make the right decision for a group of people. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're just thinking about yourself and your family, that's completely different but when you're thinking about communities and family and the state um i think you know you're you're put in an awkward position so we just we really want to you know take the time out to thank people for making decisions for the greater good for everybody and not just for i'm saying greater good i do have my last to say y'all um, as a community specialist in Jefferson County, we do and are having voting today. So y'all go vote today. It is our mayor. And I want to say council members on all that good elections today. <clears throat> so y'all go vote. I've seen where they're giving out free rides for, um, I think it's several of them. I don't know if Uber and Lyft is involved, but it is another one I saw that they are giving free rides to polls um, today. So take advantage of it. Let your voice be heard and go vote, y'all. Polls are open until 7 p.m. And 7 as long as you are in line at 7 p.m., you can vote. So just get there, get to the police, get in line by 7 p.m. and you yeah. will be able to vote. It's your civic duty. They cannot fire you for going to vote. 
That's right. Thank you, Christy. Thank you for bringing it. I mean, that's real. It, that's real. Cannot fire you to go I vote. cannot fire you. Go vote. Please have I need to go vote. I definitely need to go vote. Um, yes. This is not off the subject. This is just a segue into you starting the video. But however, <laughs> you know, I love the Lord. I really do. He heard, he heard my, my cry. cry. Yes, he yeah, did. But the Lord made doctors and he also made scientists. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't think that, you know, so, you know, let them do what God gifted them to do and stop blocking them. You know, like, pay attention. It's science. Science, it tells you, you know, viruses need a host. So why we keep giving it a host to have, you know? Viruses also evolve too. They do evolve. From yeah. from what we have on the inside, the more bodies it hit, the more we gonna be down to the Zeta in a minute. Y'all better wake up. Don't host over here. The whole the whole thing. No, it that, then that we'll is call them names like hurricanes. It's gonna be okay. Aretha. Very Fred. <laughs> very Fred. Alphabetical yeah. order. Real okay. talk. And, and just to to uh, add one more thing back off of. Uh, because uh, this is something else that I've I've been considering and been reading about. I understand people's hesitancy about the vaccination, which again, Dr. Seema is going to talk at great, not even so much great length, but she going y'all gonna see when we when we push play, she keep it real, okay, and 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 get straight to the chase on everything. And while you may not know, you know all the ins and outs, like D said, we have scientists and we have doctors. But let us get sick. Let anybody get sick. You going straight to that hospital, and you don't know what they're doing at that point. Five, six, seven IV bags attached to one person. That person don't know what's in them bags, but you put trust in the medical profession. So why not take the preventative stance? You know, why not Absolutely. take the preventative stance? So again. You know go ahead this is a judgment free zone as well we are just sharing information because if we y'all gonna see when we push play we had questions yeah. as well this was february 2nd now when we when we did months ago okay so most i know i was vaccinated at that time i had had my first dose but most most of america had not been vaccinated so all the questions that we had some people still have now dr was real we talking microchip y'all we talking today in this interview okay we talking why did it happen so fast dr seema i mean she cut straight to the chase you have not seen a vaccine breakdown like the one that y'all gonna see in the new norm podcast did this on february 2nd but because it aged so well and was so full of information we felt it uh prudent to air it again so go ahead, Jana. What you was gonna say? I was about to type in the chat. I'm really because I know you know with our new norm conversation, we bring it, we bring it to the table. I would really love to hear, um, and no judgment, but for us just to have that conversation for people that um have chosen not to get vaccinated and just you know are feel um like they shouldn't wear the mask. I would really just want to hear their stance on like some of their reasons. I really would. Maybe that could so be. So let's do this, Janet. Let's do this. Put it, put it as a post. Put it as a post on our Facebook page. And we'll do it as a post. Like 
if you have not been vaccinated, please tell us why in the comments. And we all just share it and see what people say. Okay. Mm -hmm. cool. And if we could come back with and, and address it uh, later, if y'all feel comfortable doing that, you know, mm -hmm. you know, yes. or if you want to, I, I you know, they should uh -huh. be able to stand behind it. Sorry. They should be able to stand behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Again, judgment-free zone. We're just about sharing information. You know, we are where community meets wellness. We also going to keep it a buck with you. You know, we, we know what y'all are going to see. Dr. Seema is a real one because y'all will even see in our commentary afterwards how we was kind of stood that she kept it so real. I mean, I was I was pleasantly surprised. Um, mm -hmm. that she was as real as she was with it. So uh, these lovely people on here, <laughs> um, currently five, y'all gonna see us from six months ago. And uh, mm -hmm. that's just how we gonna end it today. So as always, you know, we appreciate you guys tuning in. Tune in to us tomorrow, because we're doing a community conversation tomorrow at 6.30 Central Time, where we will be talking about art as prevention. So. Um, we're going to be talking about prevention in a different kind of way. And we would love to have you tune in uh, tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Same place um, here on our uh, Facebook as well as on YouTube. So we're actually showing the uh, rebroadcast from our YouTube channel. So if you're not following us there, be sure to subscribe and hit that notification bell so you know when we have some new stuff on there for you. So with that being said, is our hearts and minds clear for our push play? All righty, let me um, hop over here. All right, so I don't know. Y'all said y'all couldn't hear. I could hear it on my end. Y'all don't hear anything? Uh-uh, I didn't hear nothing. No, I could... didn't hear anything. Okay, so, wait a minute. Go ahead. What about, um, do they have the settings like they normally have on the others? You know, because like on um, when we're doing Zoom, there's a button we have to click to make it that we can hear it. So is there one here? Let me see. Oh, thank you. Yeah, there is your audio sound. Okay. Thank you, D.
Amen. So I want to take this thing back. Okay. So, with that being said, um, there is a little glitch in the sound. Um, I don't know. It's like some little scratchy parts. So, but it's it's worth sticking through. So let me let me push play and make sure we all are on one accord once again. We have a commentary of the new one podcast, but we are going to bring on our very very special guest. And today, our special guest is Dr. Seema Gupta, who is the director of COVID Health Services and Health Services Coordinator for Alethea House. And uh, she's also the co-founder of Seeking Her Empowerment, hashtag Make Women Safe, an organization which promotes women's safety initiatives in India and was instrumental in helping pass the Juvenile Justice Act. Prior to come to Alethea House, Dr. Gupta was uh, the founder and manager of a private practice, and she also consulted with Helen Keller International. Uh, Dr. Seema Gupta has a master's degree in public health, and so that is where a lot of this expertise comes from as it relates to COVID, and I'm gonna go on and bring her into the show. And head to the show. Hey, Dr. Magupta. Good morning. Lovely to see everybody. You, we thank you for coming and joining us. And um, you know, just for everything that you do for Alethea House, everything you've done. Um you know, it's a difficult time for everyone. Like I tell my staff regularly, we're not just offering services during COVID. We're actually living and surviving through a pandemic as well. And so um, the information that and, and just the services that you're able to provide, it helps us serve better, but it helps us live. And, and I can say at least for half of the staff, you know, we have personally benefited from uh, what Alethea House has been doing in the community as it relates to COVID. So I personally thank you and uh, thank you for taking the time to come on. We wanted to give you an opportunity to uh, to talk about the uh, the COVID vaccine. Um, Janet actually shared some good info during her segment about a new clinic opening in Lee County. That's opened in Lee County where they're vaccinating um, there. So, um, you know, it's on a lot of people's minds. So we definitely wanted to bring you on to, to talk a bit more about it. Great. I um, am so happy to hear that and that you guys are all sharing information. I think that is so key right now and you're using such a good safe platform to do it. Um, the key right now in getting through all of this, like I said, is sharing and supporting one another. And with so much misinformation out there circulating, I think it's so important uh, that's why I was so glad you invited me to speak today, especially to you all who are in the community actively. The information that you all share with your peers and everyone that we serve is going to help clear some of the myths and the doubts and the worry about what all of this is. And you all are trusted sources. And so you can dispel some of the misinformation 
and guide people to really knowing what this is all about so that they can make an educated choice. And I'm always telling everyone, I'm not here to tell you that you have to get vaccinated. I My goal is to make sure you know what it's all about so that you can make an educated decision if it's right for you and your family. Um, and so that's why, that's what I hope to share with you all today is a little bit of the science behind it, but more so the safety and dispelling some of the myths and um, sharing it with you all, I hope will further get it out into the community. And I think at the end of just my, my brief session that I'll do with a slideshow, I will be very open to um, questions and answers um, as much as I can give. And I'm very honest with, if I don't know the answer to something, I will find it out, but I will never spread misinformation. So I will be the first to say, don't know, but we'll figure it out together if I don't know. So again, thank you so much, Dr. Idea, for introducing me. I'm Seema Gupta. Um, she shared that my background is in public health. I'm an optometrist by training, but my heart has always been in public health. And um, having lived abroad for many years, I have gotten to experience health and wellness in so many different aspects. So it has been a pleasure being back in the United States and back in Alabama, where I was raised, to get to share some of the um, experiences I've had and to uh, kind of be the face of Alethea House during the COVID pandemic. And um, I'm just going to go ahead and start sharing some of this information with all of you. Um, uh, Dr. Ide, am I controlling the slides or you'll be going on to them? I think that uh, that Janet is controlling it. You're controlling it, Janet. Yeah, Janet is controlling it. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Janet, we'll just go kind of at an easy pace. We can go ahead and get, um, I'll just say next, I guess, if that's okay. And the main thing that we're going to cover is understanding the vaccine. So now, why should you as an individual consider this? Depending on the different settings that you are in, um, you know, we assume that even if we are not living with other family members, as careful as we are on a day-to-day -day basis, we still are exposed ourselves and therefore we also spread that potential exposure. So getting vaccinated allows some sense of safety for yourself and those people around you, your family members, your coworkers, anybody, this community that you serve. The goal of the vaccine is to help spread, help stop spreading COVID. And one of the deadliest factors of COVID has been is people are spreading it without even realizing it. So many people are asymptomatic. And so without any malintent, they're still out in the community spreading COVID. And so the goal is with the vaccine is we stop the spread of it. Now, another thing with all of us being uh, visible in our community and being community leaders, if we get ourselves vaccinated, it helps build trust to those around us, our family, our friends, our peers, our coworkers. So for example, um, when I had the option to be vaccinated, I was vaccinated, I shared, and I will share in this podcast as well, side effects, how I felt, what I was nervous about, what was the actuality of the vaccine for me? And then I actually had people come to me and say, it felt good to hear you share your experiences. I'm a woman, I'm a woman of color. 
all of those things. I actually had people come and say, well, you did it and it gives me a little more confidence. So that is something else is we need to talk about it. We need to share our experience. Even if you get a little unwell, you will go on. I have a slide in a little bit. We can go to the next slide, please, Janet, with all of the side effects of the vaccine. And I will share all of my specific um, side effects, as well as my elderly parents were just recently vaccinated. My father is 77, and I will share his experience as well. Some of the main questions that um, anyone in the medical field related to COVID is being asked is safety of the vaccine. How do we trust it? How do we know that it's safe? Where is the vaccine coming from? Where was it developed? What technology was being used? Why did it get approved so quickly? And that These are all very relevant concerns that I hope to address um, each of those. Also, I've been asked is once I'm vaccinated, can I go back to life as usual? Can I go back to not wearing a mask? Can we socialize? Can we have dinner parties? About that as well. Um, Janet, I'm so sorry. I can't see my slides anymore. We'll go on to the next one. Can you see them now? I cannot. There it is, Janet. See it now. Perfect. Thank you so much. Um, so let's firstly discuss the safety of this vaccine. People have asked a lot, and there's been a lot of discussion in the media of how did this vaccine get approved in months rather than in years. Um, firstly, that happened because of funding. The honest truth is money. Globally, countries, every organization was in a race to get a vaccine. So governments pumped money into this and it was expedited not on the checks and balances of a safe vaccine, but the bureaucracy related to it, the paperwork that goes behind starting a vaccine and all of those things. Because all of those approvals happened much faster is the main reason that this vaccine was able to come across much more quickly. Side effects, another one of the great concerns of safety are side effects. Can I die from this vaccine? Is this vaccine going to change my DNA? Is this vaccine actually something by the government that is going to microchip us? You know, we've all been watching a lot of, and I'm not saying this at all in a negative way, but we see a lot of um, sci-fi movies these days where all kinds of scary things are happening. Um, so I was point blank asked by my 11 year old when I was going to get my vaccine, mom, are you going to turn into a robot? And so these are all different concerns, whether it's coming from an adult or from a child that we need to talk through. The vaccine, you are asked to be monitored for six weeks during the process of the vaccine. So there's two doses after the first dose, depending on which vaccine you're getting, receiving, the second dose is three to four weeks later. So you're asked to stay in touch with any side effects. 15 minutes after you're given the vaccine, you have to stay right where you are to make sure there's no allergic reaction. And then even up to two weeks after you're given the second dose, 
the center where you're vaccinated stays in touch with you. Are you feeling fine? This is the place you contact in case that you are not. Um, and then with trials of vaccination, there's a minimum number, whether it's a trial of a cancer medication or if it was this um, vaccine for the coronavirus. Minimum of 3,000 people have to participate in a vaccine trial. We had in the Moderna, there's two main vaccines that are approved right now in the United States, the Pfizer vaccine and the Moderna vaccine. And both of them had over 30,000 participants. And that was human participants. Another reason these vaccines were also approved quite quickly is they also had animal testing. So, but a minimum of 3,000 human participants are required and both of these had over 30,000. Next slide, please, Janet. Now let's talk about how effective this is, okay? It is not a magic pill. It does not mean that we can continue or resume dinner parties and vacations without masks and traveling without masks, but these are highly efficacious. Pfizer is about 95% with Moderna 94.1 to 94.5%. What that means is, let me put it in perspective. Everyone has at least heard of the flu shot, if not had it in the past few years. This year, we greatly encouraged it because symptoms of flu and COVID are so overlapping that flu shot was highly encouraged this year. The flu shot the past many years is about 65% effective, 65. Our meningitis vaccines are about 85% effective. And that is after years and years of research. And this is after less than a year, about nine months of research and testing, they are 95% effective. So it's actually quite shocking. The results are amazingly good and effective. And even the scientists who produce these vaccines were quite impressed with them. And this is across race, gender, and age. So it's not only 95% effective in young, healthy people. It's also 95% effective in our elderly population. So this is um, a tremendous rate of efficacy. Next slide, please. So again, just to share how many people were trialed, Moderna was actually over 30,000. Pfizer, BioNTech was over 40,000. And these studies continue. So as you all must have heard, that the vaccines are still not approved for children because they did not have enough children in the trial yet. So those trials are continuing. But in the adult trials, they had elderly adults and young adults 16 and older. And they had people from all races and all genders, all sexual backgrounds. They actually tried to specifically take a good snapshot of um, the world and not just have a demographic of young, healthy Caucasian Americans. They went across the board to make sure in their trial they were able to study across all demographics. Next slide, please. The main thing I want to emphasize here is again, the speediness of this vaccine. It's not because steps were skipped. 
at all. It is just because some of the red tape was removed. And then honestly, because so much funding was pumped into this. If you guys have ever worked on a grant for any kind of research, just getting funding can take a year. But because globally um, countries were willing to start, uh, everyone pitched in to pay for this. And after these two vaccines in the United States, we already have approved. Three others are in the pipelines. Globally, uh, AstraZeneca and Johnson & Johnson have already started supplying in different parts of the world. Every country has its own checks and balances when they approve a vaccine. So there are globally five different vaccines that are starting to circulate now. In the United States, with our system of checks and balances, we've approved two, with the third one probably getting approved any day now, any day now. And so then we will also have the opportunity of a third vaccine, which will increase the number of vaccinations that are available. Right now, with only two vaccines approved, we are having a backlog, more are needed. The demand is higher than the supply. Uh, so that is why they've been doing it in a tier system with healthcare workers first, then people in um, congregate and nursing living facilities and then elderly population. Because the supplies are limited, they haven't just opened it up to absolutely everybody. But the goal within the next few months is to do just that. Um, with anything that the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, has to um, approve, they use separate advisory committees as well. So they were not, uh, even though this was initially funded in the um, United States under Operation Warp Speed, it was not only the Trump administration that was approving this vaccination. It had to get approved by independent bodies as well. So two examples of this are VRB PAC and ACIP. That's just an example to let everyone know, because I also had questions and there's hesitation that um, people are not gonna trust the vaccine that was released by the previous governmental administration in the United States, which is fair. Everyone is allowed to have their doubts, but let us know that it was not only approved by that administration, it went through individual vetting and testing as well. Next slide, please. Okay, now what does emergency use authorization mean? What is EUA? With EUA, a vaccine can get approved much faster. So again, the paperwork is reduced, uh, bureaucratic systems and red tape is reduced, but none of the steps of safety testing. Now with an EA, EUA stamp, this currently in the state of Alabama is not a mandated vaccine. Some vaccines that have gone through the lengthy process are then can be mandated. But currently in the state of Alabama, the vaccine is being highly recommended, but with an emergency use authorization, it is not a mandated vaccine for everybody. Um, but again, to emphasize, no steps skipped. It was thoroughly tested. Um, and that is not why it went through quickly, is not because steps were skipped. Uh, anything else I wanna review here? We talked about individual vetting, not just government approval. Um, and one big myth that you all will have to dispel in the community is that it came out too fast, which means it was not 
tested well for safety. Next slide, please. So I'm just repeating some of these main facts. Um, global effort, unlimited resources. We had the most money in the world being pumped into this. We had the smartest people working on this. No limit in technology. Imagine if we could do this in almost everything, how far we could succeed. But since this was a pending, this was a global crisis, um, international, international agencies, countries, everyone came together to share manpower, technology, information. Oftentimes countries are not willing to share information, but because of COVID, they actually did, which was a good thing. And a large and diverse pool of trial participants. Next slide, please. Okay. So let me try to explain what does an mRNA vaccine mean, okay? Messenger ribonucleic acid. This does not touch our DNA. We can actually go to the next slide. It will help explain it better. This vaccine does not integrate into our DNA. It does not affect our genetics. So what this does, if you can see that everyone's seen an image of what the vi virus looks like, but in the background there, you see those little red spokes sticking out of the round globe. So those are called spikes. And each of those spikes carry mRNA information. It's what the virus recognizes as itself. What this vaccine is doing is it's mimicking that spike protein. It then introduces into your body a version of this spike protein. It is not introducing COVID to your body. But then your body recognizes that spike protein. And it's the same one that's found on the COVID-19 virus. And your body immediately thinks, this is an outsider. My body's being invaded by something that shouldn't be there. And then what does your body do? It creates an immune response. So it starts creating antibodies to fight that artificial spike protein that the vaccine put in your body. So that then in the future, if an actual COVID virus is exposed to your body, your body's going to say, I've already seen that. I already know how to fight this because I, my, your body has had that one spike protein mimicked inside. So then when and if it's introduced to an actual COVID virus, it's already going to fight it. So after the vaccine, we should never test, test positive for COVID. But after two to four weeks, if we did a, um, an antibody test, which is the blood test, it would show antibodies in our, in our bloodstream, which means our body thinks we've already had COVID. So we're ready to fight it. We have the immune response ready to fight COVID. So we actually won't get sick from it. Can the mRNA give me COVID-19? No. And will mRNA change my DNA? No, because it's a completely separate thing. Next slide, please. So now, if you get the injection on Tuesday afternoon, 
does not mean Tuesday evening you are immune against COVID, okay? So let me help you guys understand to share this in the community because that in-between time is very important. So two doses. Currently, the vaccines we have are two doses. Vaccines that are getting approved for near future release, there is one that's a one-dose vaccine. The current ones we have are two doses. Pfizer is three weeks apart. Moderna is four weeks apart. After the first injection, we get about 65% immunity after one to two weeks. So if you have heard of cases of people getting COVID after they've been vaccinated, that is absolutely possible. Okay, this is not the magic bullet. We still have to take precautions. We have 65% safety after one to two weeks of the first dose. We have that up to 95% protection one to two weeks after the second dose. So you guys are familiar like in childhood or you're taking your kids still for their booster shots. Even tetanus requires a booster shot every few years. So we get the first COVID vaccine, then it's booster shot a few weeks later to enhance our immune response. Um, and we don't know yet. Do we need to take this after nine months? Do we need to take this again annually like we do the flu vaccine? What we do know is that it gives us at least three to nine months of protection. Why do we know that? Because that's how long we've studied it so far. So that's another thing about the quick release of the vaccine is it's not been studied yet for 10 years, but it will continue to be studied. We do know though that it is safe. There are no adverse effects. Long-term is the prediction. We don't know 10 years down the road, but we couldn't wait 10 years to start getting people protected from COVID. Next slide, please. And we do predict that it will be an annual shot. Yes, we will absolutely still have to wear a mask and social distance. So some of the unknowns of the vaccine is I'm vaccinated, which means if I get exposed, I should not get sick but I might still be a carrier. So therefore I can still expose somebody else. So we still need to be careful. Every day we're hearing about the new variant. We already know about two variants, one that came originally think from Spain and then into the rest of Europe. Another one that's originated in South Africa. There's already cases known in the Southeast. The current vaccines are known to provide protection against those that a virus changes. That's why every year the flu shot is a little bit different. Viruses mutate. So even though the current vaccines provide us some very valid and relevant protection, this virus can still be changing. It is changing. So we still have to social distance and wear a mask. The goal of getting vaccinated is to reduce the mortality that's happening in the United States, which means the number of deaths and how severely sick people are getting. Next slide, which might actually be one of the last slides. Okay, then there's one more just to talk about the uh, side effects and percentages of it. After the first vaccine dose, uh, 
you are expected to have soreness at the uh, site of the injection. That is the number one side effect. Then some people do report fatigue, headache, muscle pain, chills, or a low-grade fever. After the second dose, those are typically even stronger reactions. Why is that? Because your body is experiencing more of the immune response. So that's a good thing. It is actually good to know if you at least have the sore arm or a few uh, of these symptoms, the uh, vaccine is working. Next slide. So again, muscle pain at the arm, which is what I felt after both of my injections, was just like a punch on the arm. So a little bit more severe than when I had a flu shot. That was all I had after the first dose. After my second dose, I woke up with a mild headache and I did have some body aches and chills. So the, my children and my husband were all complaining that I had turned the heat up and I was still shivering. That lasted half of a day, half of a day for me. My father is 77 years old. He had um, injection site soreness and mild fatigue for less than 24 hours. So everyone's symptoms again can be different, but these are the majority of them. And I think the last slide is it. Can we go on to the last slide? So very important to get your second dose. I'm sorry, we'll actually pause just one above it. Uh, two more, I'm sorry. Would you go down, go previous two slides before the last one? Very important, I wanted to add to get your second dose from the same place. So if you got your first dose as Pfizer, your second dose needs to be Pfizer. If it was Moderna, it should be Moderna because each of the vaccines are a little bit different. So to get maximum effectiveness, your second dose needs to be the same vaccine. And remember after only one dose, you only have 65, approximately 65% safety. After the second dose is your, your really good numbers of 95% safety. I encourage all of us to share in the community to not only believe what they read on social media. Encourage your peers, the people that you work with and are surrounded with, if they have questions, ask the right sources. Go to Centers for Disease Control. Go to Alabama Department of Public Health. Ask a medical director. Not only what you read on social media. And I shared this when we had this discussion with the Alethea House Group. My very sweet mother thinks everything she reads on Facebook is the word of God. And I have had to beg her to please stop trusting only these things. And so you will have this from your community, your family, your friends as well. And you're welcome to share the slideshow. Um, Dr. Adia has this, and this is from the ADMA's website. Um, I'm only quoting sources from CDC or the ADPH when it's relevant to Alabama. So we have to discourage misinformation. And now just the last slide, one more. Everyone has to do their part. For us to really get global benefit from the vaccine, 70% of the world needs to be vaccinated. For us to 
envision the world of what it was a year ago. For us to start to return to a mask-free, hugging, hand-holding, loving on our grandparents and our friends and our family and kids returning to school, we have to do our part. We do know that this vaccine is safe. We do know that it's 95% efficacy, which means effective. Uh, we need to encourage uh, the community and our friends and our family to start getting vaccinated. All right, so that's all of my uh, talking through the slides. Please ask me any questions or doubts or concerns that have come to you and I will do my best to answer them. I was wondering, uh, Dr. Seema, what, so you said it takes about 70% uh, of, of people being vaccinated. Where would you say we are, you know, how, how close are we to that 70%? Let's uh, say just not, here in Alabama. We, uh, I can tell you in the United States, there's been about 31 million vaccinations. So we are not there yet. Uh, firstly, that is also because of a backlog. You know, there's more demand than there is supply. Uh, but once we are vaccinated and our greater community is starting to get vaccinated, we will have less of these horrible statistics that we hear every day. You know, number of people getting sick, number of new infections, number of people dying. That is the number we want to greatly reduce. For us to return to a snapshot of what we had a year ago is 70%. But as soon as our community starts being vaccinated, our statistics will improve. Awesome. And uh, go ahead, Dee. Um, I was wondering about like a household getting vaccinated. Um, should they all go at one time or should they go in increment? Um, well, that's going to depend on two different things. One is availability of the vaccine. So different counties in Alabama are already ahead in the rounds of vaccination than we are here in Jefferson County. In Jefferson County, um, we just opened up 65 and older this week. Other counties have already moved on to teachers and congregate settings and people at higher risk. So in a household, if there is a, um, a member of the family that's 75 years old, they would go ahead and be able to get vaccinated. But then if there is a 50-year-old, they might not qualify yet to get vaccinated. So that would also determine it. And then another thing is it depends. If um, a husband and wife, I'll use this example, are nervous to be vaccinated together. So let's say two elderly people live together by themselves. If, if they're both having side effects at the same time, that might make them be a little bit weary to do it together. They might let one do it and then a week later, the second. So that depends per household is which round your county is vaccinating and who would qualify. And then just a personal decision, um, the mild side effects, do they want to do it at the same time or stagger it a little bit? Um, it is encouraged that as soon as, especially the elderly population, when they get called that there's a vaccine available for them, encourage them to go get it. And so with my parents, they both got called together to do it. And I told them, don't worry, I will cook dinner. At night. I will come and be there to support you rather than you guys doing it one at a time. Awesome. 
So that's a great way community can pitch in, is especially with our elderly population, if they are worried about side effects, is encourage them to go get it done. And let's see if the community can support them for a day or two. Thank you. Do we have any idea of when the vaccine will be approved for children under 12? Probably not until the end of the summer because it is still in trials. So right now it's 16 and older, uh, but 16 and younger is not approved yet. Gotcha. Awesome. Does anybody else have any other questions? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So informative. Just you know, in plain language and keeping it real, because I knew you were going to. We have, you know, we serve ten different counties um, through community wellness, um, from Birmingham, Jefferson County, you know, all the way to the Black Belt. And it's just um, diverse experiences, and, and people have valid concerns. But like you said, the big thing is sharing accurate information. And, um, you know, I feel really good about knowing that we're doing our part with getting that word out and, and people really need to hear it. So thank you, uh, Dr. Seema Gupta for what you're doing because I mean, it's the public health um, area is, is so major right now. Like this is just showing us how important it is. So we thank you for the service that you're offering and taking time and being on the New Norm podcast and uh, being so thorough. I appreciate you guys wanting to participate, to understand this and um, to further disseminate this information in our communities was so important. And I am always available. Dr. Idea knows how to reach me if you all think of any questions at another time. But I do have one more question. Take this show on the road, because I'm telling you, there may be people who want you to come and speak. Like, honestly, a few people have been sharing the flyer. And, uh, you know, are you available? Or well, how, how does that work? <laughs> you know, these days, it is been very hectic around here. Um, but I am always available for our community. Um, well, thank you so much. Round of applause. Woo! Got to get a little sound. But uh, thank you so much for coming on and for the work that you're doing. And uh, we really, really appreciate you taking the time out and, and just uh, informing us, enlightening us, and enlightening our viewers and community. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks. All right, y'all. So, woo. That was heavy stuff, was but I feel good. like I understood it. It was. Yeah, it, it was good. She kept it real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not she said those things. Everything so, that, that I need, awesome. she hit on it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. My main concern yeah. was the expedited, you know, release of it. That was my main thing. But, you know, with what she said, is so many people pitching in and wanting to get it done. It's a global, you know, tragedy if you will the global pandemic everybody's experienced it so you know i think that's probably why everybody's more hands-on and want to get it done so i get that and unlimited resources nearly and when she said that, that i said was, wow oh yeah that was the key you know that was the key and then she said imagine if we took right. that same energy with everything and that's when they were just like wow yeah. I mean, when they say, you know, like I tell people, money isn't everything, but money is a resource. Mm 
And when you have money, you know, there's things that can happen. And, you know, let this be the example. So she spoke wire. That that thing got spiritual for a minute. I don't know yeah, if yeah. she meant it, but I was like, whoo, wow. But, uh, just to know that you don't have any distractions or any obstacles there to try to, uh, you know, to stop you along with the resources of the money and then the smartest people and then no interruptions. And, you know, like that's just, just ultimately that it's going to win, you know, like, you don't have, it don't have, doesn't have a choice. I mean, to say, yeah. One thing that I really admire is that um, she spoke facts and um, we learned in one of our, you know, prevention training that you can argue with opinions, but you can't argue with facts. Yeah. Um, and hey, that gave me everything that I need to know. I feel like every myth or stigma that, um, uh, you know, people are just, uh, you know, saying she just completely, and she did it so gracefully. With yes. Graceful. Yeah. And and just speaking in plain, understandable terms, but being open and honest. She was really in tune with the information I believe is true. And she spoke straight to it. I was surprised when she brought up the DNA thing and the microchips. But that's what people are saying. Like, you get the, you know, vaccine and they it's changing your DNA. And, you know, what she said about her mom and Facebook. I'm like, you know, she just is is being down to earth. That's really where we are in society. Yeah. So, I'll um, go ahead on and throw it out there because I know that's what y'all thinking. Y'all not going to say anything because I never would have want to be like, what about that chip? But I was like, no. Oh, <laughs> no. The DNA, actually, I was looking at, you know, just the stuff yesterday and I was, when I, I think I saw like mRNA or something and I was like, is this charge from the Dr. Tony? Really though, Janet? There's an ass in there, uh, in there though. Um, but when she said that, I was like, Whew, okay, because you know, you you just you just don't know. And especially when it comes down to just black belt rural counties in general, education is key. Um yeah. educating the communities, like that that was amazing. It was amazing. And so now, like she said, you know, we are doing a service by having it on the podcast, but we need to continue to share this information because, I mean, this is major. This, you know, this is this is major. And when we look at how uh, the virus has affected um, disenfranchised communities, black communities, I mean, you know, the, a lot of the people that are most hesitant are the communities that need it the most. And so, you know, it's just important that we get this info in the hands of the people. So wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. This was, this was awesome. Um, I mean, that, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Because, um, you know, it, it's just, it's like we cannot push that info too much. You know, I, I just feel like a, a voice and coming from, you know, her background and just her understanding of the community, that is a message that needs to be amplified. And we're not hearing that enough. We're hearing all kind of, you know, people like Janice said with opinions, no knowledge based about it at all. You know, they went to YouTube University 
and they're influencing the public, you know, but you have someone who is really in tune with what's going on with the real information that we need to push. So um, good job, guys, on, on selecting or recommending that we get Dr. Seaman again. Kudos to um, Chris Rattan and Gloria Howard for even having the foresight to hire her. They They put the call out to create this position, I think in like May or April of 2020, like we're so far ahead of the curve, you know, and so even, you know, it just speaks to Alethea House as an organization and, and just um, our motto of being a special kind of caring, you know, understanding that this is, you know, a long-term situation we're going to deal with and we want to be ahead of the curve. So 